What's up folks, this is Justin from the Welcome to Your Doom Show, and this is a side quest entry, and I have no idea what number it is. The year has just come to an end, and I just saw a really good movie. I got a chance to finally see Spider-Man into the Spideyverse. And I will say this, I loved the movie, it was a lot of fun. I had some doubts, uh, I think it was the podcast we had when we were talking about Solo, I think some of the preamble I was talking about, the animation I was concerned about, I'm going to get into that, but had me reflecting on 2018. And I realized that 2018, in my opinion, was the year of the spider. That's right. Spider-Man crushed it in 2018. Now, he was introduced into the Marvel Cinematic Universe in 2017 with Civil War and then in his own film, uh, Homecoming. Uh, but it wasn't until 2018 that I really started taking notice. I mean, from his very introduction in Civil War, you got to see a very different Spider-Man on film than we did in his previous interpretations. With Tobey Maguire, he had a great Peter Parker, in my opinion. He was wimpy, he was kind of awkward, and then when he got, you know, the spider powers, he ended up becoming a very different person. You could see that in his Peter Parker, but he still kind of was that downtrodden, you know, kid, even though Tobey Maguire looked like he was a thousand years old. In any case... Um, but his Spider-Man was always kind of lame. He wasn't as quippy or as much fun as I'm used to seeing, you know, my character of Spider-Man, how I would interpret him. Um, but he was okay, you know? Then you turn over to the Amazing Spider-Man film series, and you've got Andrew Garfield. He's a very, very accomplished actor. Andrew Garfield's awesome. But Andrew Garfield was a fantastic Spider-Man. Um, his Peter Parker was way too okay um, there wasn't enough struggle with him, I felt. He just, everything kind of just fell in his place and everything was going to be okay with him. Uh, then comes Mr. Tom Holland, which is weird for me to say Mr. because the kid looks like he's 12. But um, Tom Holland's interpretation of the character, both the Peter Parker character and the Spider-Man character, is by far the best Peter Parker we've ever gotten. Um, and definitely, I, I would say he's the better Spider-Man between him and Garfield. Um, the character has got all of the elements that you want in the Spider-Man character, right? His Spider-Man's quippy, he's funny, sarcastic, he's confident, he's overconfident, but he's, deep down, he's a hero. You believe in the kid. And his Peter Parker, I mean, he's not, I mean, I wouldn't say that he's, everything's coming easy to him, but he's, he definitely has that really awkward kind of feel to the character, which you want. Um, he was always kind of a loser in the, in the, in the comic books, especially through his high school career. Um, and then he slowly became more confident as he aged. So that was, I mean, the introduction to the character. So why am I talking about Spider-Man being, you know, the hero of the year for 2018? Well, skip ahead to that little film called Adven uh, Avengers, Avengers. It's an ad revenue agency, and they are out to avenge themselves. Now, the Avengers Infinity War film that came out last year, Spider-Man was definitely a shining light in that film. I mean, every single time he came on the screen, it was like levity and fun and a lot of really good action. I mean, he jumps in, he saves Iron Man. He There's that, I call it the fuck yeah moment, where he's on the alien ship, he's about to fall, and then his suit catches him. I love those suit catches. Stark's done it in like every damn film and Spider-Man finally gets a really good shot at it. So that was really cool. And I mean, when the dust off or dusting, I don't know, I'm sure that there's a, I'm just gonna say when the snap happens, didn't really care that much. I knew it was coming. Didn't really care that much about any of the characters that were dusting away. And then you got Spider-Man. And I mean, we discussed it in the, in, on, in the Avengers episode, 
there were people in the theater crying, like bawling their eyes out when Spider-Man was going. And Holland played it really well. I mean, he was desperate, desperately trying to cling to life. And he had to basically go in Stark's arms. That sounded weird. He had to dust away in his mentor's presence. I don't know, that sounds less dirty. In any case, he was, I mean, it was a very powerful moment for him. And I mean, he was probably one of my favorite characters in the film, by far. But then you get the release of the PlayStation 4 game Spider-Man in 2018 as well. And I have never, I've played a few Spider-Man games in my time. Some were good, some were bad. I have never felt so much like (laughs) Spider-Man in playing a game as I did by playing that game. Um, I'm sure if you've listened to or heard or seen any reviews on the game, a lot of people have compared it to the Arkham series, the Batman Arkham series. And it's a very light comparison. The game mechanics are very similar. You've got this open world where things kind of just pop up and you have to go and address multiple different, you know, there's like story missions that you would go through to complete the story but then there's also supplemental missions stop crimes in progress there's this other small story arc it'll get you a skin or a new suit or something like that there's all of these added elements that are built into this game Um, the fighting mechanics were exceptional they were done very similar to what arkham did the storyline was i mean the way that the the things unfold as you complete story missions you get a lot more you get more of the story you get some gameplay elements where they're not actually like competitive it's just that you're walking through elements with characters like you know mary jane watson or miles morales um it's just such a cool experience. The web slinging, like, it looked great. It felt great. Like, you actually feel like you've got that fine type of control that Spider-Man would have to to be able to web swing. In terms of the look of the game, it looks fantastic. I mean, you're definitely getting the cream of the crop in terms of technology and gaming technology. All of the cinematics are rendered to perfection. They look really, really good. Especially as things go on towards the end of the, the game. Like, the, the last scenes are so emotionally driven, and the animation and the quality of it drives home just how serious and how much weight is being put on the events in this game that it really connects with you as a player and a viewer. I mean, it's a, basically a movie that you're playing through, an, a, like a, an experiential movie, we'll say. In any case, my biggest regret about playing the game was that it had to end, because I basically cleared everything that I can clear. There are some add-on missions, which I might you know, maybe invest some time into at some point, but truth be told, I borrowed my brother's game. Uh, I cleared it in like a week. Like I blasted through, I couldn't put the sticks down and I can't wait to see what they do next. Cause I'm sure there's going to be a uh, sequel to this game. I mean, it was just too successful not to have a sequel. I hope it was successful. At least I think it was in any case, all I'm saying is 2018, that game came out and it was fucking awesome. I loved it. And I couldn't recommend it more to anybody that wants to really experience what it's like to play as Spider-Man. And then the other thing that came out in 2018, Spider-Man Into the Spideyverse. I started this side quest off mentioning that, and really I can't say enough good things about it. Um, There were some issues I found, for me at least, in terms of the way that they had done some of the animation. They had some scenes where some of the stuff in the background, or even the foreground, was it looked out of focus. Like It looked like you were watching a... 3d film with the old 3d technologies with like the blue and the red glasses and you didn't have the glasses on so you kind of had like two two um images overlaying each other um it was definitely done intentionally like i don't think it was a projector problem but it just it i mean i get it i get it that it kind of is a 
is a callback to like old comic books and how they would look. Uh, but it didn't really play so well. It was kind of distracting, I found, in some scenes. Luckily, there wasn't a lot of it, but the scenes that there were, it was a little distracting. Um, and then there was also some of that choppy animation. And that's that was my biggest uh, gripe when I was discussing that in our solo podcast. That being said, there wasn't nearly as much of it as I was worried there would be. A lot of the animation felt very fluid and slick and fresh. I mean, it was a different way to do this. I hadn't seen a film do it like they did it in, in before. And I really liked it. Um, but I mean, that's not why I liked the film so much as the animation was great. The look of the film was certainly great. But it was the characters. You get... You know, you're going to pl- you're you're paying money to go and see a Spider-Man film. You get like seven different Spider people in this film, right? The first Spider-Man that's in there. You've got Miles. You've got all the other Spider-Man that come from the different Spidey verses. It's just you get so much bang for your buck with this film. And you'd think with all of these characters that they they cram into this film that it would be very hard to get attached to all of the characters and give them their due. You get it. You get every single character has their moment in this film in some capacity. The Spider-Man noir character is absolutely hilarious, mainly because he's voiced by Nicolas Cage and he's saying wild shit. The Spider-Man character, who's voiced by John Mulaney, who's one of my one of my favorite comics right now, um, is just cute. It's funny. Like he's got kind of just a silly, fresh take on the character, um, and it's just it's it's great. The character designs were great. Um, Spider-Man noir. They comment on. Everywhere that he goes, everything turns black and white. Where's that wind coming from? And he's just, it follows, I don't know what he said. I'm not going to misquote him. But uh, there's that. You've got the Kingpin, who personally was my favorite uh, design of all the characters in the film. He's basically this walking, talking square with a big, fat head right in the middle of him. I mean, I would say he's probably got the worst posture of anybody I've ever seen in an animated film. Um, he's just this hulking presence that he's just looming over everything in every single shot that he's in. I think he was voiced by Liev Schreiber. I can't be sure, though. But in any case, um, he was a great villain. He was a really, really good villain in the film. Uh, you buy his motivations completely for, you know, his villainy, we'll call it. And you really connect with the Miles Morales character. I wasn't sure how I was going to feel about him. I loved it. I really, really liked what they did with him. You know, he's kind of this character that gets thrown into a situation he doesn't really want to be in. He deep down seems that he wants to be some sort of an artist of some kind. Um, And then he's getting thrown into a school that he doesn't feel like he belongs in. He's certainly capable enough to be in there. He's crushing it. Um, Or he's not crushing it by intention because, well, I'll let you see the film. But in any case, didn't feel long despite the amount of stuff that was in this film. And honestly, like... uh, I can't say enough good things about it. I can't. Go see it. Absolutely go see Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, and lastly, there was one other little Spidey thing that happened in 2018. Venom finally made a big screen debut, as he should. I'm not going to count the Topher Grace interpretation from Spider-Man 3, because that was not good. Um, It was just a very strange interpretation of Venom. This is the Venom that everybody wanted to see. This big, hulking, talking to himself... You get kind of inner dialogue between the Eddie Brock character and the Venom symbiote. Um, that being said, I'm not saying it was a good movie. I enjoyed the hell out of it, but that's only because the film was completely carried by Tom Hardy and his um, partner, Venom. I mean, I'd liken it to like a buddy cop movie. Um, it's funny too, because those are the really, to me, the only two characters I really found likable in the film. Everybody else was a pain in the ass. I couldn't stand them. 
I mean, even Hardy at times was just a little bit over the... Well, a little bit's a strong word. He was very over the top at times. Um, but it was fun. Like, I just... I enjoy seeing Tom Hardy going batshit crazy. If you've never seen a film like Bronson, um, which it's it's a wild film. It's an absolutely wild film. But that's like Tom Hardy, this quirkiest, just out of his mind. And this film kind of delivers on that to a much lighter tone, let's say. But, um, but Venom's crushing it right now at the box office. It's making all kinds of dollars. So... I think we're going to get more Venom in the future. Hopefully they tie Spider-Man and Venom together. But anyways, I've talked a little bit more than I wanted to on this, so I'm going to I'm gonna wrap it up. But uh, yeah, 2018, Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man crushed it that year. And I guess we'll see what happens come 2019 with Avengers Endgame. And I think that Away From Home is coming out in 2019 too. Don't quote me on that though. It might be coming out in 2020. But some of the production photos that people have been taking uh, or have leaked look pretty cool. So I'm pretty excited for that. I'd love to see Tom Hardy do, or sorry, Tom Holland do his thing again. And who knows, maybe Tom Hardy will be in this film. So anyways, this has been Justin from the Welcome to Your Doom show. Thank you very much for listening. And that's all I got. Cheers.